Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today, as always. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all. Very excited. It looks like our new website that has gotten redone multiple times. I've changed a bunch of stuff on it repeatedly. It looks like we're going to be rolling that out middle of next week. So be sure to check it out. There's going to be a lot of cool features that we've never had on there before, like points as far as you continually get points the more product you buy. and You can use those and convert them into essentially discounts also going to have auto ship multiple options of auto ship whether it be two weeks four weeks six weeks or eight week options which is huge that way if there's certain products that you want to have you want to have shipped every four weeks other products you want shipped every eight weeks you can set it and forget it we handle the rest and goes right to your door as soon as you have the date set in it so be sure to check that out next week's going to be some really cool stuff on it be sure to check out all the other sales and specials that we're going to be having come up later on this week. I'm going to be on the Hagman show tomorrow, so I have a lot of stuff lined up, and we'll be doing probably a special on his show. So we haven't been on his show in a while. So a lot of cool stuff lined up in the next couple of days and next week or so, so be sure to stay tuned at healthmasters.com and check all this fun stuff out. Also, too, one of the first things I wanted to address here, because I, I had saw some articles that were covering it over the last week, and I've read through it some more now, and I'm going to put the entire – uh, research study on the website now, and the title of the research study was Sex-Specific Differences and Myocardial Injury Incident After COVID-19 Booster Vaccination. This is the mRNA-1273. Now, what's interesting about this is the aims of the entire study was to explore the incident and potential mechanisms of myocardial injury following the RNA booster vaccination. And I'm not going to go into the whole detail, the scientific stuff. If you guys want to read all that in the pages of it, you're more than welcome to. The findings, the main part about this is this is a small peer-reviewed study spearheaded by the Department of Cardiology and Cardiovascular Research Instituted in Basel. This is out of Switzerland. And so what they found was out of 777 participants that they studied, all medical professionals at the median age of 37 who received a Moderna COVID RNA vaccine, nearly 3% of the subjects had elevated cardiac enzymes just within three days or less after taking the shot, indicating heart muscle damage. And I'm quoting from the research study, our findings confirm the study's hypothesis. Our mRNA-1273 booster vaccination associated elevation of markers of myocardial injury occurred in about 1 out of 35 persons, 2.8%, a greater incident than estimated in meta-analysis of hospitalized cases with myocarditis after the second vaccination. However, further studies are needed to assess the impact of the vaccine associated with injury on the long-term risk of cardiac and heart failure. The other 0.3% indicated was probable myocarditis, making the total who indicated markers of vaccine-induced myocardial injury 3%. Now, this is extremely high. At one out of 35 people now, they're saying, we're basically showing indicators of heart damage. This is much higher than we were indicated by the CDC and the FDA and Pfizer and Moderna because, remember, it was safe and effective. If you tell everybody, you know, average, you can put, what, 40, 50, 60 people, depending on how big of a school bus, round it up. You pretty much say that, hey, on average, out of a whole school bus slap full of people, two of y'all 
are going to be up having cardiac damage if you get the shot. Two out of the whole school bus. People are going to be a lot less inclined to be going for the shot that they told everybody was completely safe and effective. And not only was it safe and effective, it prevented transmission. It prevented you from getting the shot. As we know, that narrative quickly changed as more and more people got the shot. They completely changed their entire talk and this number slowly released. So this is a really crazy study. And the fact that this is starting to come to light now, more and more people need to be forwarding these articles and getting this information out there because I find everywhere I go now, I've told you guys before, one of the jokes that I make a lot of times every time I go somewhere, as soon as something comes up or a topic comes up or something comes up that's really stupid, I always say, oh, it's safe and effective, real sarcastically. And ironically, the vast majority of people start laughing because everybody gets the joke now because that's kind of the ongoing joke. Anytime something sounds really stupid or it's really bizarre or just a downright lie and you know it's just pure propaganda, you call it safe and effective. And everybody starts laughing. Well, the truth about that is that means that a lot of people, if they're getting the joke, they know why we're all joking about it because nobody believes the lies anymore. Now, like I told you guys yesterday, probably a dozen different headline articles earlier this week are talking about the triple-demic. You need to get your RSV shot and your COVID booster and your flu shot. You need to get all three of them all together because, you know, obviously all those shots were researched together in clinical trials to make sure they're all safe and effective. Not none of those shots have ever been tested in conjunction with one another. This is one of the biggest things I've gotten so angry about when I've heard about these pediatricians pushing this RNA gene therapy shot on six month olds and older from Pfizer. None of that shot has not been long term tested whatsoever on young children. Now we're starting to see the research from adults and the side effects from adults. We can only begin to imagine what's going to happen to these children that aren't even mildly developed when they start getting the shot. And then the next factor comes in, what happens when you inject RNA gene therapy with seven other vaccines? What happens when you throw it in there with the measles, mumps, and rubella, and DTaP, and all these other shots they're giving them? The answer is severe side effects, in my opinion. Just my take on it. I'll put that out there. You do your own research research on it. But I've had very few people that have been able to rebuttal me in a scientific field or any scientific background because, quite frankly, nobody can prove anything otherwise that this is not safe or healthy because there's been no testing intentionally. But yet you've got these pediatricians that work with like Blue Cross Blue Shield that want to make sure they have their vaccine percentage rate at 100%. They can continue to get their massive bonuses at the end of the year, and they will, they will, I tell you this, they will drop children patients from their roster if they do not get the shot. I have seen it happen multiple times now and heard about it happening from multiple people, so be aware of that. Make sure you're looking for a good, healthy pediatrician if you have young kids, and the thing about this is, guys, this there's concept that has arisen in the United States now over the last 30, 40 years, I guess you could say. I don't think it's gone much longer than this. This concept, though, that children have to constantly be brought to the doctor every few months, every two months, every three months, every six months, and constantly get checkup. Checkup here, checkup here, another checkup. Six months, another checkup. What are we getting checked up for? Are they healthy? Are they sharp? Are they growing? Are they gaining weight? Are they building muscle? Are they developing? Yes, 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 yes. All the boxes get checked. Then why are you taking them to the doctor's office for them to say, oh, well, by the way, you need to get updated on your booster. 
Well, I just answered that question. The only purpose they continue to tell everyone to have regular checkups for these children every two months, three months, six months is because they want to make sure they can continually indoctrinate the parents into getting these shots for these kids year after year after year after year after year to bring them into the medical industrial complex. So I found this disturbing study out of Switzerland uh, very enlightening. Not surprising whatsoever, though, but I will link it on the website today, and you guys can read through the details of it. Highly encourage you to forward it to other people because, again, it shows you. They're showing here one out of 35 people showed an estimate of a higher increase of these enzymes, which indicated elevated cardiac enzymes, indicated heart muscle damage. So be sure to check this out. And what do you think about this, Deb? Well, we knew it was happening. We knew that all of it was happening. And, and it just, you know, it's, it, it, quite frankly, I think it's higher than that. I think these studies are skewed. I think that, of course, the only reason that, you know, we haven't had the massive percentage of the population already drop dead is because of the beta testing they did on the different batches of vaccines. And some of them were real, some of them weren't real. And we're reaching out to find out how much of this stuff could basically kill people, how much it would kill people, how quickly it would kill people. Uh, you got to remember the fallen angels. They don't like you. It's <laughs> a run of the show here. And uh, they, well, it's not that they don't like you. They really, really, really hate you. To, to them, you're an insect, you're just a peasant. And uh, they don't care what they do to you. Uh, they don't care what they do to children. And you're absolutely right, Austin. The, you know, the, the medical industrial complex is training us to bring their children to come in and get more and more and more vaccines and six or seven or eight vaccines. We've already seen the damage the MMR shot has been doing as far as creating autism in black kids and white kids and Hispanic kids and everything else. So the 18-month booster, I mean, that's just public knowledge. And we know that the you know, the, the, the government actually went in and burned a bunch of the files that were showing that with black boys. And so it's just it goes on and on and on and on. It's just a never-ending circle of just lies. And, you know, we see the continuing just amount of people out there that are trying to tell the truth, but the lies keep, you know, promulgating through the mainstream media. And until people turn their TV sets off and start going straight to alt media to shows like our show and other shows that tell the truth, you know, this inroad that we're trying to make is going to be very, very, very slow. But it is happening. We are making inroads. We are making a difference. We are changing people's lives. And, and that's the most important thing, I guess, is that we know we are coming in one person at a time and changing lives, which is what we have to do. Because if we don't do that, if we don't continue just to do what we need to do from a Christian standpoint and tell people the truth, uh, it's not going to get any better for anybody. It's going to just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, and Mike uh, from Wisconsin said something interesting to me this morning, Austin, because we were talking yesterday about these new facial recognition systems for kids. He said what it's going to do is also going to make it easier for pedophiles and predators to make sure the person they're talking to is a child and not a government agent or a police officer. And oh, I hadn't wow. thought about that. Me neither. But, but, but that was really – Mike said that. And he said that what they're going to do now, they're going to know for sure it's the child because you have facial recognition and not like we saw on the movies basically with a – you know, with with a you know with with a you know the sound of freedom that you know they can they can get entrapped. So this is going to be a big mess. And I, you know, again, you have to look at the underlying concept of what's happening. Always remember, it's the Luciferian Kabbalah synagogue of Satan that's running everything, because they're the ones that control the money supply. And as long as the money supply is controlled by them, and Ron Paul talked about this all the time about how if we don't get rid of the central bank, you know, we're never going to have freedom in the country. Because when you have the ability to basically print unlimited amounts of money and not even tell anybody, just increase the dots and dashes on a computer screen and wire money to people and bribe people, you have the ability to run everything and control the entire government because you have the ability to basically give people enough money until they get to the point where they say, okay, we'll do it. Remember, we had the um, you know Wayne Allen Root was on our show years ago, a good friend, and I remember he said something very succinct on the show. He said that 
they come to these people and they give them two choices. We're going to make you fabulously wealthy, like we've seen with Nancy Pelosi, now worth hundreds of millions of dollars, or we're going to destroy you. We're going to give you everything you ever wanted your entire life, or we're going to destroy you. Which one do you want? And the vast majority of these people in Congress are so compromised anyhow, they take the first choice and like, well, let's be fabulously wealthy. <laughs> and they say, well, you don't have to do everything. We, you, know, you, you, well, you could do everything you want to do most of the time, but every once in a while we're going to tell you there's something you have to do or something you have to vote for, and you have to be compliant. Otherwise, we'll release all the scathing information about you and Jeffrey Epstein or that your husband likes to have males call girl boys or whatever transgenders come to his house in the middle of the night and use a hammer with his underwear. I mean – you know that whole story that we that we reported on last year with that mess. It's just mind-boggling, and it's, it's hard to believe that people actually get involved with weirdos like this, but they do. And the United States is filled with weirdos that are running the government because they were easily compromised and they were chosen. You know, we see all of this stuff. You know, the you know the crown of Jerusalem or the crown of Israel award was just given now to Trump. On and on and on. I'm posting these articles, and, and we stop and we look at all this stuff and we go, wow, wow. You know, synagogue of Satan. You know, the control of the money supply, it all starts with the nexus of the spider web. And if you don't see it that way, none of it ever makes any sense because there's too many subchannels, too many different tacks that people can take, too many different ways you can go. You know, if you basically are flying an airplane and you decide you're going to go 360 degrees straight north and you decide to go straight north, but you don't go 360 degrees, you go 355 degrees, you won't find your destination. You, you know, you, drive, you fly 1,000 miles. You, you won't even be close <laughs> to your destination, and that's what they want. All these different tacks they want you to do, all these different course headings they want you to take, and all these different directions in a 360-degree you know, compass, they want you to go all these different directions but never look at the nexus on who's calling the shots. Who's telling you that you have to take these children every couple of months to the pediatrician to get more vaccines? Who's telling you that you have to get an MMR shot? Who's telling you that you have to get a shot for hepatitis when the child is born or the vitamin K shot? Who's making these rules? And like Austin said, you know, they get these huge bonuses at the end of the year when they basically have fallen and complied with 100% compliance in their office or close to 100%, and that's why they will dismiss you as a patient. I'm going to say this again. I'm not telling you to not take your child to the doctor or your pediatrician. I'm not doing that. I will never do that. But I'll tell you to read this book that Dr. Mendelson wrote, who was a pediatrician. He said, How to Have a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. That's the name of the book. Read the book and read his book, Confessions of a Medical Heretic. Then you decide on what you want to do. But as for me and my family, what I chose to do, we had a general practitioner. His name was Todd. You know, he's, he, he's dead now. And it, what ended up happening is he basically, uh, he was a good man, his dad, Harold, you know, Todd Robinson, they're great, great, great medical doctors. They're both gone now. They're both in heaven. But the reality was we would take the child or one of our children, we had four kids, to see him upon occasion if there was something going on that we couldn't figure out as far as whatever. And very rarely, I bet we did have a half dozen meetings with him with four children over their entire lifespan. And most of the time it because we have to do, an, do, a, do, a, do a physical for them before they went to the, to the school as far as when we had them in private school, private Christian school. That was the main time everyone went to the doctor's office. We just didn't bother to take them over there because they were always healthy. Why would you take a healthy child to a pediatrician or to a doctor's office that are filled with sick children that are contagious? That's my, my, that was my big question all the time. You take them to the doctor's office to get sick. And you think, well, why did I just do that? Well, he was healthy before I brought him in or she was healthy before I brought him in. So, but that's your choice. If you want to take your child to the pediatrician on a regular basis, go ahead and do it. But we always remember that and always remember that your power that is in you – it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You know, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's very, very important you understand how much authority you have. And I'm going to cover this right now because I had a man, friend of ours, listener to the show. His name is Paul Kedisi, 
And he said that he, that his son are both motorcycle riders, and he basically they pray before they get on the motorcycles. Now, I've ridden bikes for years. Here in Florida, it used to be great to ride motorcycles. I love motorcycles. I love, I love Hondas. I love Harleys. I love them all. I, I love BMWs. I love all the bikes. I've had Hondas. I had a BMW. I had Harleys. I love bikes. But the traffic here in Central Florida, <laughs> don't come to Florida, please. It, it's so bad now that it's like a, it's like a, the I-4 death corridor. I mean, I don't even like getting on that road. And with motorcycles especially, even the back roads now, we've got, we just have a road called Dean Still. Nobody knew about it. It was a great road to ride the bikes on. And now because it's used as an alternative because highway, you know, Interstate 4 is so congested, you get on that thing and you may have an hour wait trying to get through a stop sign. So it's just down here we don't do bikes anymore. If you do motorcycles, be very, very, very careful. Now, he said – he asked me a question. I told him I was going to cover this. He goes – he said, why do you want to say because that's the way I want it to be when you make a statement? Now, I talked to a, a lady the other day. She made a really negative comment about something about her family or whatever, I don't know what it was. And I said, is that the way you want it to be? And she goes, well, no. And I said, well, why would you speak it? And she goes, well, I hadn't thought about that. I guess I did, didn't I? Words are energy sources. God spoke the universe into existence. Words create scalar energy. Words are very, very, very powerful. So what I tell you guys is this. I don't expect you to say because that's the way I want it to be when you pray or when you speak things because that's going to be kind of redundant. People would think you're kind of loony if you do that a lot in front of them. But <laughs> but, but I, what I mean to say is this. If you say something, think in your mind, comma, because that's the way I want it to be. Don't speak it outside, out loud. Now, if you want to do it every once in a while, it's not a big deal. Especially if you're praying. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, comma, because that's the way I want it to be. I commit my plans to the Lord, therefore they will succeed, comma, because that's the way I want it to be. So what I'm saying is just be careful with the words that you speak. We know the power of life and death is in the tongue. The Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what I try to tell people all of the time is this. Be careful with the words that come out of your mouth. I thank you, Father, that I always walk in divine health. I thank you, Father, I'm always at the right place at the right time every single time. Those are words that you can say, hey, I like those words. They're exactly what I want. Instead of saying, Lord, don't let me die from cancer today. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why would you speak those words? That's super negative. You know, why would you say that? Baptist, oh gosh, geez, I used to go to Baptist churches, and I love Baptists. I do. I, I mean, I got some good teachings from the Baptist churches, but they pray. They're so negative in most cases. Now, some of them are like that, but some of them just all this negative, 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 negative stuff. Uh, one time I remember I had a man who wanted to pray over me. I'm very careful about this. This happened several times. And he started praying super negative stuff over me. And I just said, whoa, 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 stop. I don't receive this. Okay. And he goes, okay, I, I do it better than that. Does it again. Does it again. It does the exact same thing. I said, stop. Don't do that. I don't want to agree with you in that. Stop it. I don't agree with that. You're not giving me a basket full of snakes and having me sign for it because that is not the way I want it to be. So when I say that, I say that, that you check yourself when you speak and when you pray, that you say positive things. It's very, very important. By the way, we got a friend of mine who used to live in Odessa. And uh, he was basically sent me some stuff today about what's going on. And it's about the minutes that he said it's changing within the minutes to report the Russian blew up a Russian Orthodox church. And so it's been interesting. He says the mayor of Odessa posted a video using all the slang names for Russians and telling them how much Odessa hates them. And he goes, in the English article, the church was edited at 1122, and they edited that Russian mission destroyed the church. The earliest reports of the explosions of Odessa came at 1138. Everyone in the West knows that it was a Russian missile that was directed by, at a Russian Orthodox church. And other civilian targets. But I'll just point out that the Russian missiles came from the east and the western side of the church was hit. Hmm. Others also point out the pot marks on the walls 
just like you'd have from an anti-aircraft guided missile, like an S-300 that Ukraine would be firing at the Russian missiles. Another similar post with an example of fragments would make it much marks on the walls which says there's nothing that resembles such an effect in any kind of missiles used by Russia. On top of all of this, 500 to 1,000 kilo warhead would obviously not just have left a hole in the center of a 220-year-old roof. It would have obliterated half of the building. Hmm. This is what the KH-22 missile does when it strikes. If one had indeed hit the cathedral, it would no longer exist, and neither would have most of the surrounding buildings. So, again, we're getting misinformation, a lot of misinformation coming in from these people from Ukraine that is supposed to be this giant conflict that Russia is doing and everybody else is doing. But how much of it is false flags? Don't you remember when they said that the president of Syria had released gas weapons and we found that it was all a lie, all a lie, 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 so we could go in and seize the oil fields in Syria? So all of these things we have to look at and make a decision on what we want to believe. I'm going to say it again. There's a real conflict going on in Ukraine. People are dying. A lot of people are dying. But it is not an all-out war in which people are being destroyed and their cities are being leveled all over the country. It is not that. It's more of an orchestrated event, and it's being completely manipulated by the mainstream media and the lying media coming out of the Ukraine, the third most corrupt country in the world, trying to tell you what they're doing by their, by their cross-dressing, leather-tight, high-heel-wearing, whatever he is, gay guy that runs the country, Zelensky. And the purpose of all of this stuff is to keep us all perpetually confused. It really, really is. Another person has asked me about – these. Are, I'm reading some letters to you today from the emails that I've been getting. I'm trying to catch up on them. You guys sent me so many of them. Arthritis, arthritis supplemental aid for knee pain. And, yes, we have a great product. It's called basically Joint Rebuilding Formula. And now this is so funny, too, because I'm going to read you part of this. <laughs> hey, Ted, great job. You and also do on the show. You guys are providing the American conservative patriots a great service. Just wanted to be an encourager to you, brother, and ask if you all sell anything that would help with arthritis, joint rebuilding formula, and also cod liver oil. Also, brother, on a more serious note, it's been reported <laughs> that you and sometimes Austin are butchering the English language on your show. Some are even saying that you are grammar killers. <laughs> I urge you, brother, in the name of Greta Thunberg, to cease and desist this atrocity at once. If not, the language and fractured speech policers, the LISP, and myself will petition Miss Manners to cause you to undergo speech therapy. <laughs> Yours truly, Brian Browning. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Oh, by the way, I will say one thing. Uh, one lady was listening to the show. She was a grammar police, and, but she wasn't the one who wrote me the nasty letter. And when I mentioned that the other day about the nasty letter that I'd received, she thought I was talking about her. So she has ceased and desisted listening to the show. I was not discussing her at all. So I, it's just so funny to me. I try to say things in a certain way to try to make it so it's going to be interesting for you guys. But when, sometimes when I repeat stuff and say stuff that people say to me, it's not necessarily the right person that wrote the letter. So don't assume that I'm talking about you if I say something. It's just really important. But you know, sometimes I try my best to do what I need to do. And still other times I sometimes just absolutely miss it. I, I really do. By the way, this is an interesting article by Lou Rockwell, and it's called um, WF and uh, Count Dracula, King Charles. You say, well, why would you call King Charles Count Dracula? Well, he brags about how his great-great-granddaddy was Vlad the Impaler from Transylvania, who basically was known as Count Dracula. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. What did, what did uh, Princess Diana say? The whole family was a bunch of, bunch of lizards, a bunch of reptilians, or something like that. You know, That's probably something that she shouldn't have said, and that probably ended up getting her killed. He goes on to say with this article, when discussing the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, one of the most prominent figures remains elusive. 
Count Dracula, King Charles. Yet it was Prince Charles who co-founded and co-opted this entire agenda. It was the British crown that has refused to release its colonies, and most notably the Australia, Canada, and the British crown perpetuating the Ukraine war, the British crown that has been embroiled in the Epstein Island and Jimmy Seville scandal and pedophilia for many decades unchecked. It's not been decades, it's been hundreds of years. It is the British crown that has allegedly was it is the British crown that was allegedly complicit in the death of Princess Diana. It's not allegedly they were. King Charles is involved in over four hundred NGOs which he describes as charities, although the vast majority of them are simply means of laundering money in a circular fashion. Over the course of 10 years, King Charles is credited with raising 140 million euro for said 400 charities, which is what is notable is that King Charles didn't give these NGOs direct funding. He relinquished funds from other persons unnamed and took credit. The Prince of Wales Charitable Fund claims to have donated $70 million over the course of 20 years. Of course, there are no financial statements, no tax filings because the crown is immune from tax. Therefore, what the crown states and what it really means doesn't – has that no, no – therefore, what the crown states and what it really what – it, what it's really meant is nowhere at all. And again, this is not correct grammar whatsoever. I'm just trying to fix it. According to numerous videos of Klaus Schwab and Charles, the entire global system has failed. And on the face, there's no argument. A better question would be why it failed and by whose actions. It failed because a small fraction of Kabbalists <laughs> lusted, and they lusted after children, money, drugs, power, and a caste system. Two are the Kabbalists. They are tiers. Governments are actually they're the bottom tier simply because they were inserted by the next tier. The tier would be made up of the agencies tasked with protecting the people, but in fact, they're the military of the next tier. The next tier is the industrialists and the bankers, and their final tier is money. Capitalism, the truest sense, likely has never really existed. Like Marxism, it exists on paper, but when humans insert ideologies into context, every system fails. The Klaus Schwabs and Dracula King Charles and the globe are not kind benevolence. They are, as Biden noted, part AI in Switzerland. 25 cantons delineate the entire country, operating similarly in the United States. The cantons have their own governments and administration, and these cantons fund universities, such as the University of Geneva, where Klaus Schwab was a professor. In addition, Swiss cantons provide reciprocity to the number of external universities as well, including Harvard, Johns Hopkins, wow, Trinity College, King's College, University of Michigan, and the University of Tokyo, to name a few. Once again, this reveals the Nordic countries appear front and center, ruled by the overlord King Charles, managed by the Global Bank of International Settlements, run through the Kabbalist International Network. I'm going to print this for you guys because I want you to read through this because it really goes into detail who these people are and what they do and who who basically runs the planet. And uh, it's it's very, very interesting, and that was one of the uh, articles that was actually sent to me by one of my listeners. So I really appreciate you guys when you send me stuff like that. I really, really do because it makes, a, makes it easier as far as doing the show because I get you know, a lot of good content. But listen to me. If all you send me is a link on an email that you send me, I'm okay with that. But don't expect me to write you a detailed letter back just because I get so many links. You know, If you've got a specific question, well, I'll do my best to answer you. But if you just send me links or whatever, I'm going to do my best just to you know, answer what I can and I can't with the rest of them because I get so many people writing me all the time, which I don't mind. I love it when you guys write me. I'd love to hear from you. By the way, I've just mentioned this a second ago, and I'll repeat it. Israel Heritage Fund awards Trump the crown of Jerusalem. It is clear that many in the Orthodox community are very supportive of Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is very supportive of them. Representative Tim Burchett, Republican of Tennessee, told JNS. Just thought I'd mention that. And also, guys, listen to me. I want you to know I love you.
and I appreciate you too. Thank you for all your letters. I love reading them, especially about the grammar stuff. Kind of joking about that. Don't really like it, but it's kind of funny to me. <laughs> I just did the best I can. What I tell you guys a few weeks ago, we're a couple of Yahoo rednecks with a transmitter down here in Central Florida that are very highly educated, I might add. But when people write stuff, in articles like I just read that are not correct grammatically, don't 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 judge me, my friends. Don't judge me. Awesome. What do you think of what's your next story? <laughs> Man, it's my my all my all ever catching excuse. We're from Florida. Leave me alone. <laughs> One thing I have to say that I want to say is about emails. If people send me a link or attachments, I will not open them. So please don't do it unless you have a detailed analysis of what you're sending me. I've had stuff before. People send me stuff and it goes to links and it's spam or they're basically trying to send me some type of hackware. So I don't open it all anymore. My IT guy has recommended that when you start sending attachments, especially without any type of context to them. And I don't know who you are. I am not going to open them. So I will clarify that on my side with that. I, I agree. I agree too. Also, I don't open those either. Yeah, there's way, way too much hacking stuff out there now and it's a very common problem that especially a lot of businesses run into where hackers will send emails and they'll look like it's a legitimate email and they'll say oh by the way here's a link i need you to open real quick for an invoice i've had this happen before and all of a sudden i look at it and i'm going to open it and all of a sudden i go wait a minute something's misspelled here something's not right and then i go what invoice is this what actually my what what material what products what did i buy and then i find i do 30 seconds of research and realize, oh, this entire thing's a scam. <laughs> Whole thing's a scam. I remember not too long ago, I got a phone call on my business line, and it was from a, an alleged FedEx rep. Oh, uh, this is so-and-so from FedEx. I need to know your information and your address before we can deliver the package. And I said, you're FedEx. You just called me. Oh, we need to verify all of your information. I said, okay, what's the information that you currently have on file right now that you're delivering to Oh, we can't disclose that. I need all your information first. I need your direct phone number, your email, and your address. And I said, dude, you're a scammer. Pound salt. Don't call me again. Block, delete phone number. And sure enough, I had no FedEx packages on or out from anything coming in whatsoever. It was a giant scam, a phishing expedition to try to get all my information. And what they were going to do is as soon as I gave him that information, he was going to go to the next phase of information. I talked to somebody a while back ago when I was at the bank. And they were telling me, they said they couldn't believe how gullible some people are. And they said they had a person come into the bank that was a, a, a customer. They were freaking out because they didn't know, like, they were trying to get their money back. And they actually said, well, what happened? What's, what's going on? They said, well, somebody called me from such and such bank, you know, and from, the, from this bank. They said they were with, you know, Truist. And they go, well, we're never going to have anybody call you to ask you for your personal information. She goes, well, I didn't know that. They called me and asked me for all my information. They asked me for my bank account. They asked me all this stuff to verify it. I gave it to them, and they wired all my money out. They're kind of looking at her going, why would you do that? Like, why would you give somebody all of your information over the phone just because they called you and said, we're with so-and-so? My friends, be very cautious. Cybercrime is not a joke. Cyber hacking is not a joke. It is becoming more and more prevalent, especially now the more people continually get online and your personal stuff becomes out there. This is why I've told you so much. Be very cautious with your privacy. It's something you can't get back when it goes out on the web. When you start giving all kinds of personal information, you start giving algorithms out. When you start giving out all your data detail, you start doing surveys, start putting all your personal information and how you feel about stuff and how this, how you responded to this and how it made you do this. I remember years ago, and Dad told me, I showed it to him. 
I bought a four-wheeler from a Honda dealership just years back. And they sent me this this big old survey in the letter in the mail, and it had a dollar bill, a real one dollar bill with it. And it said, "Thank you for your survey. We're enclosing this one dollar bill with the fact that we know you're going to send us this survey back. We appreciate everything you do." And I'm like, I'm opening the whole thing up, and I'm like, "Gosh, this thing's thick paper. What in the world is?" This? I start opening up. It's like twenty pages, and I mean, it's a full front and back page survey from everything top to bottom. Well, how much money do I make in my schooling, in my background, how many people live with me, and what I most like about my four-wheeler, what I'm going to do with my four-wheeler, how's my four-wheeler make me feel when I get around my friends, do I want to do modifications to it? And I mean, every detailed question you can possibly conceive about somebody, it was in the survey. Then I showed it to Dad. He goes, you better not fill this out, son. I said, I'm not. So I have no interest in putting that information out there. He goes, this is all about data collection. He goes, you're going to send this. He goes, if you did this, you're going to fill this out. You send this to them. He goes, and they are going to sell it for tens of thousands of dollars multiple times. This is literally like digital gold to them because they will sell it to every single individual, third party, that is interested in this type of information. And it is a gold mine because now they can literally do direct sale advertisement to you on every facet of your email, of your phone calls, in person, wherever you go, any place you scan something. This is why it's so important to stay off the QR codes. This is why it's so important to keep your locations turned off. This is also why it's important to be very cautious of logging onto Wi-Fi when you're out in public. This is another thing that's happening right now that I've had multiple people warn me about in law enforcement. What these guys are doing now and it's happening in airports, it's happening at malls, it's happening in massive public places. They will set up these Wi-Fi systems because nobody can stop you from doing weird stuff. If you're out in public, you can have a guy with a little Wi-Fi system. They go plug it into a wall inside around a corner somewhere. Nobody sees it, and it creates its own new Wi-Fi platform, except the problem with it is it's not a Wi-Fi platform. When you sign into it and you go, oh, free Wi-Fi, click here, and they'll make it the same similar name and change one letter like the free mall or the free hotel or the free airline or the free you know, airport internet. They'll change one letter on it, and it's free. You know, oh, free, log in here, and you'll click it. Well, what it does is it opens up full access to your phone when you click it. It ties into their Wi-Fi, and they now have a direct portal right into your phone, and they can suck any information they want out of it. They can hack it, anything they want. This stuff, this is why I start laughing hysterically when you hear the clowns in the tech industry and in the government and all the deep state rhetoric we hear about, oh, it's all going to be safer. It's all going to be safer and more effective once we have everything digital and digital currency and your phone is going to be your wallet. Really? Really? That's that's safer. No, I feel really safe with my wallet right in my pocket. Because I know if somebody wants it, they're going to have to really want to take it from me. And I'm not going to go down without a fight if they want to grab that off me. And then good luck if they do actually get it. They can get a little bit of cash that's out of it. And then all the credit cards are going to get frozen as soon as I have the chance to make a phone call. They're all getting back charged and all getting frozen with fraud. See, they don't want to be able to do that. They want to be able to have this one item that's the end-all, be-all. As soon as somebody has access to your phone, they have access to everything in your life. That is the overall goal. That's why I tell you guys, be very cautious about what you keep on your phone, especially digital apps, digital wallets, and all this stuff that's starting to happen right now. There's a reason why they're pushing everybody to go digital. There's a reason why they're pushing everybody to go to this FedNow platform, the CBDC. It's not because they want to make everything safer. If you ever thought the federal government was about safety and protection for its populace, man, you need to read some history. It's 
And that is the last thing they're ever concerned with. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. I guess Mitch McConnell, he's got to go in for a retune, reboot, software update. I don't know. It was one of the most bizarre things. He's talking during a GOP leadership press conference yesterday. Literally, the man, he pulled a Biden like on steroids. He's talking, literally mid-sentence. He's talking, discussing different things. And he goes, this would be a good bipartisan cooperation as we string. Uh, he trails off and he just stands there and doesn't blink. Doesn't blink, doesn't move, doesn't talk, just freezes up at the podium, standing there. Literally like somebody turned off an off switch on him, like flipped a switch on him. He just shut off. Like they just rebooted him or his software crashed. And then one of the other Republicans finally walks over to about 30 seconds and grabs him by the arm. And Mitch kind of looks at him, and they just escort him off the stage. This theater show that we watch is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. To think this is actual the reality of our government right now. We have these 81-year-old senile individuals that literally freeze up and just space cadet out. I mean, he just went to the moon. I'm just, boop, to the moon. I'm gone. Mitch McConnell signing out. No longer here anymore. Escort me off the stage, please. I don't know where I'm at. And I'm like, wow, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is what we're watching right now. Also, to other news, this is interesting as well. Uh, speaking of things failing, the another Tesla burst in the front flames in North Carolina. I like North Carolina. I've been up there a lot in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, the guy drove over basically a piece of tire that was on the road. And this is why, again, I do recommend it's always very be very careful when you're driving on highways. Use awareness. You see things blow out. You see items in the road. Look where you're going. Don't space out. This guy apparently had his uh, his autopilot on Tesla again as we continue to see. The car never saw the item in the road. Ran it over. Guy keeps driving. Suddenly the car starts smoking. Suddenly the car catches on fire. Suddenly he's on the side of the road standing there watching his car go into a blaze while firefighters are on their way. And his car melts down and they have to put, I don't know, X amount of water to try to put this thing out. These cars, these electric cars, are not what anybody says they are. This technology is not safe. It's not effective. It's not efficient. It is extremely pollutive trying to build these batteries. And on top of that, why do these things keep blowing up every time? I've talked to local firefighters here in Auburndale one day. They had a big event they were doing. And I asked them, I said, is it true you guys are having to do all kinds of advanced courses to train your firefighters on how to handle electric vehicles? And he goes, oh, absolutely. He goes, it's an entirely another ball game. He goes, we're all trained from, you know, fire cadet school and fire academy that we know how to handle car fires. And he goes, that's not the case anymore. He goes, these cars take six, seven, eight times the amount of water to put out. They just keep burning. And he goes, and then we think they're put out in these lithium ions. They'll hit another cell. The whole thing will blow up again. We got to start dumping water on it. He goes, they're an absolute nightmare when they catch on fire. And I thought to myself, Safe and effective, huh? <laughs> safe and effective. It's where these cars are for your protection, guys, to save the planet. So keep buying them up. <laughs> also, too, in other news, as uh, I saw this earlier, Target now apparently is uh, collapsing. They said Target, Target has dealt with an unprecedented 90% drop in profits over the past year, but its strategy to raise prices in 2023 to offset those losses is hurting the retail giant in more ways than it's helping. They want to say here consumers are not interested in buying 60% of the company's inventory, and the remaining 40% that is getting purchased is significantly more expensive than last year, leading people to choose other retail shops. 
for their everyday purchases. Now, this is going to be kind of a two-edged sword, okay? Because what happened with the whole entire pride pride section and this whole debacle that Target did on their own and pushed this agenda that nobody asked for, that nobody wanted, including the tuck-friendly swimsuits in alleged children's sizes, really showed Target's true roots. And so, again, everybody realized the boycott Target movement was real, and it's still happening. The issue with this, though, is that it had to happen. We had to boycott it, but then it's this double-edged sword because what's going to happen with Target now? Target's collapsing. It's eventually probably going to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and it's probably going to be, end up being completely absorbed by one of these massive conglomerates, or Amazon's going to buy them out, and they're going to end up owning them. And this is kind of where we're starting to see a lot of stuff going, isn't it? We're watching these companies that are continually being bought and owned by BlackRock, pushing the agenda that BlackRock wants, and it's kind of a win-win for BlackRock. If BlackRock pushes the ESG score program and Target does what they want – and Target gets boycotted because of doing that, well, then BlackRock just dissolves Target and absorbs it into another branch of one of their giant corporation companies that they have, like Amazon or whatever other one they have. So this is kind of the place where I think we're starting to see the point to where retail online, online retail and physical in the marketplace retail is going to start being all pushed into the all-powerful Amazon octopus that's spreading its tentacles into every major city across the entire world right now, especially the United States. I told you guys before in Central Florida, it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. There's like four Amazon warehouses in the midst of probably about a 25, 30-mile string of road on I-4. I mean they're everywhere now. And I mean I see more Amazon vans delivering packages in this area than I now do see UPS and FedEx combined. Guys, that's a creepy position to be in, and I told you guys this. What I was told months ago was that the next phase of what Amazon's going to do – with their Amazon shipping platforms, with their planes and all their infrastructure, is they're going to start offering shipping. They're going to start going in and they're going to go after UPS and FedEx. And they're going to go after the shipping industry now. They're going to start doing their own shipping, their own transport because they have all their own infrastructure. Please support local companies. Please support online companies that you know what they're about. Look at what they actually are. Look at what they support. Look at what they promote. Look at what they sell. Look at what they present to the general population. This could not be more important time than ever to be doing this. And I mean that with all sincerity. If you find something on Amazon that you really like, try to go directly to the manufacturer or to the company that's selling it. They show you right there on Amazon who's actually fulfilling the order. And if the Amazon's fulfilling it, then try to find out what the brand manufacturer is. It doesn't take but a few extra minutes online to try to do that, to actually support the company instead of giving the money through Amazon. Is that going to stop Amazon from continually growing if a few people do it? No, probably not. But if you start having hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people doing that, what it does is it takes the cash out of Amazon's hand and it puts it right under the company's hand at least that's being basically being forced to do business with Amazon. There are so many companies now that they have built their entire sales model off Amazon, and they don't even realize they're walking into their own demise. They're walking down into their own hole to be buried by Amazon eventually because I have watched it happen 
over and over and over again with companies that build their model on Amazon, especially if it's a good product, and they start going in and selling everything retail. Then they start pushing it to Amazon. They start making more money. Amazon starts doing fulfillment. Once Amazon starts doing fulfillment, starts holding the sales and controlling it, they now own you because your revenue is solely based off Amazon fulfillment and sales. And if you cut them off because they do something you don't like or Amazon decides you do something they don't like, which they do all the time. I've watched this, and they suddenly cut you off. Good luck recapturing your audience again because now you have built your entire audience through Amazon, and nobody has the decency anymore to be brand loyal to companies that they really truly support in most cases. So that's why, again, I really appreciate our Health Masters listeners and customers. Thank you for putting up with us on some of these crazy live shows every single day. I thank you for staying healthy and promoting the truth and getting the truth out there on a regular basis because we couldn't do it without you. You guys fund this show. You get the information out there. We're all in this together. So thank you for that support and keeping Health Masters alive as a strong online retail company that's continually pushing the truth. What do you think, Dad? I think that was a great segment. <laughs> I think it was pretty well. I really enjoyed listening to it. And thank you for your support of Health Masters. I mean, a lot of you, you know, are getting your supplements from us and your deodorant from us and your toothpaste from us. And it's just everybody ordered toothpaste who listens to the show. It would fund the entire show way past with the ability to. I mean, it'd be great. So thank you for that. And a lot of you guys, you know, are doing your best to try to do, get stuff from us. And thank you for that. And many of you really, really support us and, and, and buy pretty much all of your consumable products and your vitamins and stuff from us. And when you do that, it makes what we do, you know, easier because it lets us know that you guys are listening and you're supporting us. And many of you send me letters and tell me that you love us and that you appreciate us. And those are the letters I really, really, really like. And those are the ones that pretty much get answers from me. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that because, I mean, everybody wants to be encouraged. I mean, my love language is – okay, here we go. Just tell you some personal stuff about me. It, you know, it's affirmation and physical touch. Those are the two things that I like. So when somebody comes up and they shake my hand, I like that. You know, uh, you know, I like that when they when they give us affirmations. I like that. You know, you know, I remember that book was written a few years ago about love languages and what people like and what encourages them and builds them up. And so that's what I do. And I guess with the affirmations is something that I always try to do. I guess that's why I'm so careful with the words that I speak. And I'm always trying to encourage people and build them up. And, and guys, listen to me. If you've got health issues and you make choices other than what we talk about on the show, I'm still going to pray for you. I'm still going to support you. I'm still going to believe God that you're going to be healed. I had a lady this morning. She's got some health issues right now, and she came by the house the other day, been a good friend for many years, and I love her. She's like a sister to me, and uh, she's made some choices now that I probably don't agree with, but she's chosen these certain avenues as far as from a treatment protocol, and that's okay. I'm still going to believe God she's going to be healed, and I'm still going to believe God she's going to do great. I'm still going to believe God that she's going to fully recover, and, and that's how I look at it. In fact, I had that happen to me twice with two, two women that are like sisters to me in the last few weeks, and there's nothing I can do to fix it because I want somebody to make their own choice, but I will give you my opinion if I know you really well on what other treatment protocols that are available or a pro- treatment protocols that you could use in combination with what you're going through. All of these things are something that we try to talk about on the show. We talk about health and different types of supplements. That's why we put together the Spike Protein Survival Kit because we want you to know that. The only thing I would add to that except for the cost, I'm trying not to do that because it gets too expensive, is the HGH Stimulate because what it does, it massively increases the amount of oxygen in the blood because of what it does as far as dilation. Uh, by the way, Tori Kelly, it's funny. That's not funny. It's, that's sad. Tori Kelly rushed to the hospital after collapsing in an L.A. restaurant. Losing consciousness. The singer reminds an ICU as she's treated for life-threatening blood clots in her legs and lungs. 30 years old. She was 30 years old. She lost consciousness. 
She's got multiple blood clots around vital organs. The singer's still in the hospital once worse calls her condition really serious. Um, you know, I don't know how they keep this stuff from coming out about the spike proteins and these injections and how they continue to ignore it. But I told you years ago when they started doing this, this is exactly what they're going to do. They're going to have all kinds of people out there that are basically dying from certain conditions that they're going to attribute back to just random occurrence. But the sad part about it is, is that the vast majority of these people, now in my opinion, especially these cardiac issues, are suffering from blood clots because of what happened as far as how they were injected. And it's, and it's sad. It really, really is sad. You know, Dr. Peter McCullough on LeBron James's cardiac arrest and the potential role of the spike protein. I'm going to post this. The world, we talked about this yesterday. This just happened. The world was shocked this week when Bronny James, the son of an NBA superstar, LeBron James, suffered a cardiac arrest during a basketball workout at the University of Southern California. The 18-year-old basketball prodigy is out of the ICU and said to be in stable condition. And I told you this, you know, last year I had a dear friend of mine who was basically a car salesman. And he ended up basically uh, getting the injections and bragged to me about it. And he already had a bunch of health issues anyhow. And he died of blood clots and complications from the blood clots and the surgery trying to remove the clots. I'm just letting you guys know this. Nanokinase, you know, N-acetylcysteine, HGH stimulate, vitamin E, cod liver oil, anything to keep the blood thin, anything to mitigate the damage of this mess. But this is going to be a real problem for a lot of people, including the infertility issues that are going to be caused from this on an ongoing basis because of the way this Spike protein attacks the ovaries and spikes, attacks the testicles. So just um, – I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Largest U.S. power grid declares emergency amid scorching heat. Heat wave continues to blast the Midwest and the Northeast and South through the end of the work week, forcing the largest U.S. grid operator to declare a level one emergency for Thursday as tens of millions of people crank up the ACs to escape scorching temperatures as summer and the northern hemisphere peaks. On Wednesday – BJM Interconnection LLC declared an emergency alert, level one in 13 states. That's from Illinois to New Jersey. With over 65 million customers, they're concerned about the maintaining adequate power reserves. Thursday, as power demand is set to soar because of air conditioners, well, I think we need more electric cars, don't you, Austin? I think we need to get more electric cars plugged into that grid. I mean, I think that's really important that everybody drives a Tesla up there. Uh, this is insanity, you know, that we are overloading the infrastructure to this level. And it really, really, really is sad that this is happening, but it's, it's not going to change. It's going to continue to get more and more and more. And it's going to also continue to destroy Bud Light as now they're laying off hundreds of employees in the wake of a disastrous pro-transgender weirdo Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan marketing. Bud Light's self-destruction after his botched TikTok promotion of a clownish male-to-female trans influencer, resulting in what Deutsche Bank analyst Mitch Collett recently said is a permanent loss of 25% of its business. Wow. And Mexican lager Modelo especially securing the spot as America's top-selling beer has likely forced Anheuser-Busch to lay off hundreds of workers. You know, here's the problem with this. You know, when these people come in, and they do stupid stuff like this because they have to basically support the World Economic Forum or lose operating capital or their top leadership is or Kabbalah's control like we just talked about you know, with, with you know, Prince, Prince Charles, the vampire. When these people do this crazy stuff and they affect common human beings, you know, blue-collar workers, white-collar workers, different levels of management, different levels of people on the assembly line, these are real damages that are being caused. These people are going to be in real trouble financially because they're being laid off now because they decided to do something weird. And, I'm, and basically, quite frankly, it is really, really, really weird. And, and you know, and, we, and many people have told me 
is the COVID pandemic, was it really an orchestration? And the answer to me is yes. The COVID disease was real. It was it was a Wuhan laboratory, Fort Detrick laboratory, probably Sierra Leone cannabis laboratories creation as far as increasing the amount of lipid transfer, all the different things that they did as far as the shots, and also making this product unbelievably contagious. But the vast majority, not the, not the product, the, the, the actual virus itself, but the actual amount of people that died in large quantities where people had comorbidities over the age of 70. The reality is the vast majority of people who died from the shock, supposedly, or the, or the disease didn't die from the disease. They died from remdesivir. They died from being put on ventilators. And, and this is crazy. It was a very, very real pandemic. But I tell you what, it was an orchestration to force people to get the shot. The American medical establishment is a collection of corrupt enemies of human health. It brought and pays, bought and paid for by Big Pharma. It continues to explain why the enormous sudden deaths and hidden injuries after the COVID vaccine injections as coincidences. I want to read this as part of Paul Craig Roberts' writing. Medical science knows no such thing as a massive numbers of coincidences. If everything is a coincidence, there cannot be tests. What has happened is that Big Pharma and the medical authorities on its payroll and sharing its patents together with media flushed with Big Pharma advertising funds and politicians flushed with Big Pharma campaign contributions have created a false narrative that covers up the mass murder and health injury caused by an orchestrated COVID pandemic in which the only people who died from COVID were infected patients denied treatment with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and vitamin C. I'm going to add that in there and other different types of health supplements. Treatments were prohibited. Otherwise, the emergency use authorization of the deadly vaccine was impermissible. Emergency use of an untested vaccine requires no known effective cures. So the medical establishment declared as the known cure to be horse medicine dangerous for human use. With the exception of the world's leading medical scientists, anyone else who seems to accept the totally false narrative of the COVID pandemic as I have previously written, the utter insouciance, stupidity, and gullibility of Western peoples means they have set themselves up for the next pandemic, already promised by Bill Gates. It grows increasingly difficult to be optimistic that the accountability of power can be reestablished. Wow, he's right. This product, this, 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 this pandemic was real. The vaccine was a bioweapon, and I'm adding that. And that's where we find ourselves in this America of the 21st century, I guess, of 2023, as we're dealing with bioweapons being pushed onto the American population and willingly accepted by the American people and people all over the world. 80% of the population of the planet got injected with this. What is that? Five over 5 billion people? Yeah, we haven't seen a die-off yet. Wait till it comes. Wait till the next time when they have these triple pandemics released and all the people run to get their shots. But I got good news for us. A lot of people aren't going to take the shot this time. They've known better. They're, they've learned through all media this is not the way to do it. And a lot of people who took the shot now with all these athletes dropping dead, they're wishing to the good Lord they had not taken them. And they want to find out what they can do to mediate, mitigate the, the, the effects of these shots. But you guys, you remember this, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. and That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you keep your positive confessions positive. And you remember that we can do all things through Jesus. And we're going to stand our ground. And we're going to put on the full armor of God every single day of our life. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You know, you made a very ex- excellent comment with that, is that I think the vast majority of people that are even mildly awake, they're not going to fall for this again. That's exactly A right. lot of people That's have right. really woken up this. Like I said, people That's that right. I knew that weren't even much awake didn't even really care much about vaccination topics or even childhood vaccines. Suddenly right. now, they become extremely educated on this topic. And so, yes, you're still going to have those 
I guess I don't want to be that rude, but the useful idiots that just follow everything they're told and they're completely brainwashed, but there's not really anything you can do to get those people's attention. But the vast majority of people that are starting to wake up now that really have even a small amount of idea what's happening, they're not going to fall for this again. And like, you know, you made that comment, you said it can't be coincidence if there are tests. Yeah, that's a very interesting comment when you think about it. It's very accurate. It can't be a coincidence when Pfizer's own documentation showed myocarditis was a directly related cause of the injection in clinical trials. The side effects were so high, they had to bring in 2,400 individuals to handle all the paperwork and the adverse events during the trials just with Pfizer. So you can't sit there and say, myocarditis is just a coincidence after people get the shot because Pfizer's own test showed it wasn't a coincidence. It was a possible and probable side effect after getting the shot. Very interesting information. Thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there. If you need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com. Got the product of the week on sale, the liver support formula. Be sure to check that out at healthmasters.com. Over 10% off right now. And you do anything you can to continue to stand up for your friends, your family, and the truth. Because right now with what we're seeing, it's that time now more than ever that people speak up and be free and be proud of who they are as Americans, as Christians, as patriots, and stand up for what you truly believe with your convictions. Because nobody is coming out to save us as far as when it comes to the government. People have to get that concept. If it is to be, it's up to us as Americans and Christians with God at our side and our friends and family with us as well. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.